phones up. A hundred percent. Oh, what have you been smoking? Well, I, I know, I know what you've been Heroin. smoking. <laughs> Some nice indica, thirty percent THC. Good shit. Yeah, good, good, good shit. Good shit. Good shit. I was wondering if maybe we could just talk about a couple of political things that have just cropped up before we get on to the Bob stuff, the AJ Webber On a politics podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've got my copy of uh, Dylan on Dylan here, which has the AJ Weberman interview with him in there. Oh yeah, did you do any research for this? Not really, no. <laughs> oh man, you got to do the research. Yeah, I mean, I guess I did have an extra day, but it was pretty busy fucking yesterday. There's the other stuff, which you won't have researched at all because I'm just bringing it on you now. So we might as well start with that. Okay, I know who Bob Dylan is. I guess we can move on to Dylan once we've introduced it with a little bit of politics. Yeah, what's been going on? Did you say you're not able to record on your end? Not today, unfortunately. Okay, well, you're sounding fairly clear across the wire. Let's just have a little little look at... Let's do the news first. Okay. Yes. Opposing the government. You have fields. And opposing the conservatives. Cows that move backwards and forwards. I'm afraid it's the hard left. And you have the milk. Who want to tighten their control. That is taken from cows in the south. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. And taken from cows in the north. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. Put together in the same factory. And of course we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, What's it? Well we know who the hard left are. And then it is mixed together with whiskey or in the you know ascendancy I, I, within, the, within the Labour Party who associate with the Harlem and it comes out as milk you just said to that we were right, right to right wing cows in the fields milk in the shops the hard left agenda the state controls the price of milk printing money that is what socialism does nationalisation without compensation Hard left wing position. Hard left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 so hey comrades, you're listening to Real Politics with me, Jack, and with my comrade. Hey, Yair here. How's it going? It's my comrade, hey Yair here. And what we're yeah, it's, it's a long name. People usually shorten it to Yair. <laughs> to be fair, that's how some people like our old uh, right-wing friend. He wasn't actually our friend. We didn't like him. But uh, <laughs> but how he used to say your name. It was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we didn't like this guy. He was actually he very right-wing. Because of legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I but, think... Oh. He's a fucking cunt. Fucking cunt, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, Ayer's got some mic issues at the moment, so you're just hearing, rather than the pristine quality of the last few episodes, you're just hearing him coming over the Skype line. But it's fine, I'll talk over him anyway. I've been getting used to a real glossy, high-quality production. Yeah. (laughs) The new real politic uh, is no more. Back to the old real politic. So I figured that maybe we could start with the news. Get a bit of news out of the way before we get on to our main subject for today. Is a bit of an older 
thing. Yeah, exactly. We're not talking about kind of up-to-date stuff today. But I feel like the politics has been popping, you know. I yeah. vowed to myself that for my own good I'd take a break from politics until such a time as a general election was called. And I've been, frankly, shocked by how quickly I've snapped back into being on the <laughs> warpath since... Um, You're an addict. You've fallen off the cart. I have, yeah, since they announced the... Uh, but, I mean, it's just one thing for another, so I was addicted to watching several movies a night and then now i i, I just can't feed. <laughs> sorry do you say feed? Fiend. Fiend. fiend fiend yes 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 so speaking of fiends for new uh, <laughs> the independent group in parliament includes a milk fiend in its ranks as we have already established i mean the foundation of the independent group probably bad for the country for politics Great for real politic. It's been just a numbers <laughs> boom for us ever since Mike Gapes and Chris Leslie left the Labour Party. The others, uh, who cares? Uh, Mike Gapes and Chris <laughs> Leslie, these are the big ones. There's an event which we would like to invite all our followers to attend. In fact, even kind of casual fans, even somebody who doesn't even follow us on Twitter or listen to the show, but has occasionally liked our memes about Mike Gapes, we would like to invite them to, uh, as <laughs> tweeted by the hated Polsai nerd, Professor Tim Bale, Pol... No, no, he's not called Pol Prof, he's just Prof Tim Bale. Early heads up, Mile End Institute to host the independent group's Mike Gapes in conversation. <laughs> so this is yes. eight, this is 6.30 in the evening on the 19th of March 2019 at Queen Mary University London. You can purchase tickets on Eventbrite. I thought Tim Bale had attached a link, but actually he just attached a picture of the independent group posing. So, yeah? Yep. Oh, you just went, up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I was just a little, yep, yep. Okay, so yeah, I unfortunately can't tell you where to buy tickets, but, you know, watch out, because, you know, I'm planning to go and see Mike Gapes live. This has been actually a big thing on my mind over the last couple of weeks. I always sort of harboured this fake hope. Deeply erotic. Deeply erotic hope that one day I would just bump into Mike Gapes at a Labour event, and I'd be able to kind of pretend to be a moderate and tell him how much I admired his campaigning on Brexit and in favour of Donald Trump's coup in Venezuela and, you know, just against the hard left and all this stuff in favour of the Saudi regime. And the milk. For milk, mainly. And get a photo with him. But, of course, now I've had to acclimatise to the new reality that I will not be seeing Mike Gapes at any Labour events. He is no longer a member of the Labour Party. And I recently found the Gapes archive on Getty Images, a great resource for Mike Gapes news clips. And there was one of Gapes introducing Ken Livingston at a Labour rally with Gordon Brown, although Gordon Brown was out of shot a few years ago. And it's just great to hear Gapes, this fierce opponent of the hard left, be like, we need the experience and commitment of Ken Livingston. We need the experience and the commitment of Ken Livingston. And I would like to introduce Ken to you now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mike.
And then he just kind of grins away when Ken's like, oh, thank you, Mike. And then Ken Livingston mentions lobbying country. <laughs> he, uh, he he criticises anti-Semitism in his little speech, which is ironic. But Ken also mentions lobbying business people from around the world. So when he governed as the mayor of London, Ken Livingston was not really hard left, I wouldn't say. The job creators. Yeah, you know, important. <laughs> He went around and when he was talking about when he was lobbying the job creators, as Yaya says, a phrase Yaya uses a lot, but it's reflective of his personal <laughs> beliefs. When he's lobbying the job creators from around the world to come to London, he's talking about how whether they're from China or Singapore or Russia... And you can see this look of worry just to set into <laughs> Gapes' face. It would be great to... I've sent the footage to Tom for him to do a slow pan into Gapes' face after Ken yes. says Russia. And it is the biggest um, plus that I have when I go to lobby um, firms in India, in China, in Russia, anywhere in the world to come to this city. And they will say this is a city that welcomes you, not just for your investment. But uh, yeah, Gapes' cheeky smile that he has from Ken saying, Thank you, Mike, just disappears in a split second and he begins to look deeply concerned. But yes, in terms of independent group news, not only have they let Big Gapes out of his box finally and have allowed him to do some interviews and so on, they have also announced, before they have any policies... They have announced specific policy briefs for their handful of MPs. So, <laughs> you have the milk. And you have the milk! No, uh, you have Heidi Allen, the former Tory MP, who does a tour of the country saying how sad she is about all the austerity measures that she's voted for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, she's in charge of welfare and pensions, social care, and in a very bipartisan move also business. So they've been like, look, social justice, business, they are not irreconcilable, and we're going to put them both in the hands of a Tory. Just two sides of the same coin, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they've farmed that off to a Tory then. So, and Luciana Berger gets to be, in the context of Labour's shadow cabinet, Diane Abbott, John Ashworth, and Tom Watson. She gets home affairs, health, and digital and culture. Which are like three pretty big areas. Yeah. But hey, you know, maybe when they've got more MPs, they'll take a little bit of a load off Luciana because, holy shit, that's a, a lot of work. Well, not when you don't have any policies, I guess. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> She's got to go around and promote no policies on th three different areas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you have Anne Coffey, no relation to Coffey and Anne, who is now children and education spokesman. <laughs> I can't think of anything in her record that makes her unsuited for this. Uh, or, you know, <laughs> I don't know much about Anne Coffey. I don't think many people do. Next up, you've... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You've got the big man himself as a. <laughs> and he comes out as milk! As the independent group's foreign affairs and defence spokesman, Mike Gates. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. And you'll notice a pattern with the independent group's shadow cabinet, which is that quite often MPs 
who are in the pocket of certain lobbies just happen to conveniently be assigned that policy brief that that particular <laughs> lobby is concerned with. So, for example, pro-Saudi regime MP Mike Gapes... is foreign affairs. Foreign affairs, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mike Gapes, you know, an enormous war hawk. Just <laughs> incredibly... You take guns from the north and guns... <laughs> <laughs> you mix them together but and it fire comes them out. together. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out as war. <laughs> war does have a W in it, just like I should mimic. not have been taking a drink right then. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> so yeah, you've got somebody who's just got the most clapped perspective on foreign policy. <laughs> I guess it will be a milk first foreign policy with Gapes. It will be all about he hasn't got trade, we'll get to that in a second, but I'm sure Gapes will be weighing in to establish important links yeah. when it comes to the global dairy industry or as relations with Baileys. Yeah, as Tom would put it in one of his videos, I'm sure Gapes will be advocating close links with the German milk industry. And then after he was shadow chancellor in 2015 for all of about two minutes and has been coasting off the label former shadow chancellor ever since, you have got in charge of treasury and trade. So basically getting to be a kind of shadow chancellor again. I'm afraid it's Mr. Chris Leslie, the most right-wing person ever to be in the Labour Party, who is in charge, <laughs> on the economy that is, who is in charge of the independent group's economic policy, which, I mean, you kind of expected anyway. If you read their interviews, Leslie seems to be their real ideological core. Uh, <laughs> and he's been doing some great interviews where they list all Labour's most popular policies, and he's just like, nope. No, no, too left wing. They're like, what about nationalisation? No, what about rent controls? No, no, no. You see, you've got to pity the poor landlord. So, <laughs> that's kind of a combination of two Bob Dylan songs. We'll get more of that later. <laughs> two songs specifically <coughs> off 1967's John Wesley Harding. I pity the poor landlord. But yes, Chris Leslie has just been going around the country. He is against a 50p top rate of tax, he told George Eaton, which is what the top rate of tax was under Gordon Brown, who Leslie used to do photocopying for. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is an ideologically zealous market liberal party, taking the, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the most diehard neoliberal elements of Labour and the Tories. No Lib Dems so far, but that's because this group are, quite hilariously, I think, openly contemptuous of the Lib Dems. <laughs> oh, crumbs! <laughs> You, you read the interviews with Chucker. He just thinks the Lib Dems are so fucking small time. I mean, I agree with him. I think this is one of the best strategic decisions they have made, kind of. But at the same time, there's only so many people in the country who really want that so-called centre-ground politics. And two parties offering it, although the independent group or uh, Gemini Limited, as their private company is called, aren't technically a party yet, and as such aren't obliged to abide by electoral spending rules. Uh, who knows, with them around and the Lib Dems around, you know, that's a bit of a squeeze in the centre, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> quite. So, next up, you've 
got Joan Ryan, who, even after leaving the Labour Party, is still Labour Friends of Israel chair. As the group business manager, whatever that means, like maybe getting funding from people, and also international development. So I'm sure Joan Ryan will be using that position to advocate for the development of a lot of illegal settlements on Palestinian territory. <laughs> then you've got religious extremist Gavin Shuker as the group convener. You've got Angela Smith. Remember what I was saying about how a lot of these MPs are coincidentally assigned a brief yeah. pertaining to the lobby that they represent. You've got Angela Smith in charge of transport, which I think she believes should still be privatised. Local government and housing which I think she thinks should rely a lot more on privatisation, PFI schemes, outsourcing. And this is the kicker, energy, environment and rural affairs. Now, Angela Smith MP is the MP, not just who on the very first day of the independent group's launch made the racist gaffe where she referred to people of the BAME community as being people with a funny tinge, but she is also the MP infamous for being essentially in the pocket of the private water lobby. So <laughs> water, believe it or not, comes under the bracket of energy, environment and rural affairs. Incidentally, Angela Smith's husband, Steve something or other has just been deselected as a labor councillor and i'm pretty sure he literally works for a private water company or something like that <laughs> you know and yeah i'm trying not to get into any libel kind of stuff here i want you all to draw your own conclusions about the private water related interests of angela smith but her views on whether water should be private are very clear and uh, you can read an article clear much like water and ridiculous not like water yeah. <laughs> and you can read them in the pages of the times etc finally you've got three more you've got anna Subri, who is in charge of brexit and justice plus assisting Mike Gapes on defence. They basically put a Tory in charge of Brexit. I'm sure she'll do just an effective job opposing the government as she did when she was a Tory MP who bottled every rebellion that came her way. I say they don't entirely trust Mike Gapes on defence. Like, maybe they see him as a bit too soft. They need somebody to get him going in a more hawkish direction. Like, he'd only nuke the main urban areas in Russia and they want to burn the entire biggest country in the world to a crisp. <laughs> Can the Minister confirm that there has been no trust of the Russians? Then, of course, the other day we had a phone call, didn't we, Yair? And I was telling you about the independent group because you hadn't really followed it so much. And I was reeling yeah. off the MPs and I was like, hang on, that's not enough. There's another one that I forgot. And then I was like, oh yeah, of course, the biggest nerd of them all Chukka Muna. Chukka. <laughs> Chukka is the group spokesperson, the cabinet office uh, person, and, and government policy coordination. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe the ways in which they will help the Conservative government stay in power. And then <laughs> former GP and Conservative MP Sarah Wollaston is in charge of the all-important brief, New Colleagues. 
Yeah, I don't know either. So <laughs> it's clear as mud. Not as clear as water. And then you have a little statement from Chukaramuna. Our new independent group has been formed around shared progressive values to build a consensus that can take our country forward. We include a former GP, social worker, lecturer, solicitor, teacher, entrepreneur. We look like modern Britain. We say to politicians of all parties who share our progressive values, Come and join us. We need to dump the old tribal politics of the 20th century and build an alternative fit for the 21st. Our team is diverse and drawn from different backgrounds, including a full... I mean, it's not that... <laughs> it's not that diverse. They've got one black person, one Jewish person, and the rest are, like, just all pretty run-of-the-mill white people. But this is the kicker, actually. He says, and drawn from... I know I've said this is the kicker twice, but this is the kicker. Drawn from... Yeah, exactly. The team is drawn from different backgrounds, including a former teacher, social worker, lecturer, entrepreneur, solicitor, and GP, and various other sections of uh, managerial class. (laughs) How can he kid himself that this is a diverse group of people? We intend to draw on all the talents. So there we go, you've got the government of all the talents line, although they're not the government, obviously, they're just their best friends. (laughs) Draw on all the talents and experience of our group as we seek to change politics and give the British people a proper alternative to the broken politics being offered by the main political parties. Wow. Really convincing. (laughs) Also related to the independent group, Mike Gapes has wiped the text from his entire website, (laughs) mikegapes.org.uk. Just like saying his name, really. But uh, (laughs) you've got uh, (laughs) Solomon Hughes, the investigative journalist, did a bit of digging to see what Mike Gapes' views on foreign policy are, because obviously he's in the new role as foreign affairs spokesperson for the indie group. I'm not calling them the fucking Tiggers, by the way. I'm just not saying it. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. I refuse. I point blank. You, you can put me in front of a firing squad. How did that come about? Tig. The independent group, you see. Oh, so they're okay. the Tiggers, yeah. Yeah, I know. And yeah, so. <laughs> just part of the Tiggers. Yeah, so, so Solomon Hughes <laughs> did a little bit of digging on the Tigging. <laughs> digging in the Tigging. Isn't that a Sex Pistols song? <laughs> people fucking each other in the navy but yeah he did a bit of digging and basically so mike gapes mp's statement on saudi arabia and yemen i mean let me send you the link yeah okay great statement don't you think (laughs) (laughs) that is a great statement wow (laughs) so for our listeners can you describe this picture (laughs) well he's wearing a lovely blue shirt (laughs) and a flat cap sunglasses jeans he's standing there is he standing in front of an energy plant or something like that is with various Uh, yeah like there's a giant vat or something in the background (laughs) and there's some people with hard hats yeah saudi guys with hard hats yeah there's Uh, a fellow disgraced ex-labor mp john woodcock standing next to him woodcock also known for his unabashed pro-saudi views yeah and he's just smiling away yeah I like yeah. his blinding white flat cap and shades. It's a, it's a great combination. And that is all that 
is on Mike Gapes' statement since he wiped all the text from his website. (laughs) (laughs) But I I thought the whole thing was, you wouldn't think that he'd have to do that, because his whole contention is that it's not him who changed, it's Labour that changed. So why is Gapes repudiating his past views? I mean, I can think of a few he might want to repudiate. Yet again, I would recommend going on to the Mike Gapes Getty Images page and finding that video where he's like, we need the commitment and passion of Ken Livingston. <laughs> we need the experience and the commitment of Ken Livingston. But, and I guess finally on Tig, George Eaton's got a good new piece in the New Statesman. I'm sorry, I, d- I just like, I like George. <laughs> I do like George. I think he's written some good stuff. Anyway, he sat down fresh from talking to Chris Leslie a couple of weeks ago, uh, what I thought was possibly an even better interview because Leslie is just so open about how right-wing he is. He's just all kind of, well, I'm afraid there's a natural impetus on the hard left to want to, you know, try and <laughs> reduce inequality and do left-wing things. But he's got a great new quote from Chuka in this, which is, I'm personally pretty strong and hawkish when it comes to defence matters. I didn't go into politics to tax people and punish for successful. <laughs> so, yeah, great, great stuff, Chuka. You didn't go into politics to punish rich people, but you went into it to punish people in the global south with brutal <laughs> military occupations. So, yeah, the interview is further confirmation of, as my friend Simon Monk will hopefully be writing about in New Socialists soon, that the independent group is just a diehard ideological market liberal project that the likes of Chris Leslie and Chuka have been wanting to push for so many years now. This oh is, yeah. Clearly. This is their project. This was, you know, when we voted for Corbyn back in 2015, this is what we were reacting to. This is what they wanted to yeah. turn Labour into when Ed resigned, you know? Exactly. Quite. This is for people who thought Ed Miliband was unacceptably left-wing. <laughs> this is for people who thought Gordon Brown was unacceptably left-wing because he wasn't called Tony, you know? (laughs) All the the huge differences between him and Blair. But yeah, I'd recommend the George Eaton piece. He catches up with David Owen, who is just as determined to piss off everybody on all sides as he ever was. He still hates the liberals. He still hates the left. He still pretty much hates everyone. So I would definitely recommend the David Owen section of that interview which takes place just opposite a pub called the grapes which is apparently owned by ian mckellen and i wonder if gapes ever drinks the grapes (laughs) (laughs) gapes is down at the grapes today (laughs) so we didn't just want to talk about the independent group did we today i think we've got one of our real politic news bulletins there so i think we can make yeah quite probably We can maybe put that out on SoundCloud as a preview of the main thing. Oh, and I was just going to say that there's a particular scene from The Thick of It. Now, I know that The Thick of It is fundamentally a melt enterprise. I still think it's good comedy. But now, I don't think that this scene was necessarily written as a kind of instructive guide as to what one's attitude to political differences should be. But there is a scene from The Thick of It that has been... (laughs) on my mind a lot the last couple of weeks and my melts are always saying oh such and such reminds me of the thick of it uh so why can't i say it this once basically yeah. <laughs> it's, 
Obviously, the final series of The Thick of It takes place on the backdrop of the Coalition, and Glenn, who in the previous series has been a member of the party that is a thinly veiled version of Labour, has defected to the Lib Dems and then ended up going into Coalition with the Tories. So, at one point he leaks something for Labour to damage the government, and then he tries to go back to Labour HQ and beg for them to let them back in. Glenn is in reception. Hoddle, Miller, Close, Morangi. Cullen, Glenn, Glenn Cullen is in reception. Glenn? Yeah. Why are you even fucking telling me that? When the Queen's butler finds a cockroach in the pantry, he just stamps on it. Yes. She doesn't even know. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll go and stamp on the cockroach. Oh, hey, shouldn't you be in bed? Shouldn't you not be here? Well, stop, 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 stop. Well, well you, can't, you can't go up there. No, no, I have to. I, no. I, I can't go back over there. It's like Alien versus oh. Predator. Look, Glenn, I want Glenn. back in. Yes. Here. Yes. Everybody is tremendously appreciative of what you've done. It was a noble sacrifice. What do you mean, sacrifice? I, I thought we had a deal. Sacrifice well, sounds very one-sided. Yeah, well, piss off sounds one-sided, but there we go. Now, Malcolm says it like it's something like, in the old days, we'd have strung you up, you fucking traitor. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know... I'm sure when the Thick of It guys were writing that, they were like, God, these tribal partisan people, eh? They're so silly, aren't they? But I kind of think Malcolm had it right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, Malcolm, uh, why is he still here? Can you not perform a simple task? When there is a shit on your doorstep, you hose it off. Right. You don't try to talk it into leaving of its own volition. I got rid of Nicola for you. You owe me. I owe you. Your act of treachery wiped the slate clean. Rudolf Hess's fucking senile older brother. Right, look, I know you think I screwed up, but I came here on my hands and knees, Malcolm. You, my friend, you don't exist to me anymore. I can't even fucking hear you. Do you want me to beg? Is, is that it? Because I, because I will. Listen, Mary, queen of fucking shits. In the old days, we would have just slit you up in the middle like a fucking Cornish pasty, hang your steaming entrails all around the town of fucking London. Catch you later, you fucking traitor. Sam, what is it's it? Stuart Pearson. Stuart Pearson. I'm the fucking wanker's lodestone today, Stuart. Yeah, I mean, if Chuka says he wouldn't join the Labour Party again, even if there was another more right-wing leader, but even if he wanted to, he can fuck himself. <laughs> exactly. Right. Fuck these people. They weren't exactly who we wanted around anyway. They're purging themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there was that picture of them all grinning away in fucking Nando's the other day, which they'd obviously... I mean, James Ball, the arch-nerd, tweeted something about how, oh, you know, Nando's actually polls as the most relatable fucking like eating establishment in the country i'm like they fucking so relatable brands yeah they, they so clearly focused group which restaurant to go to right. but yeah they're, they're all in <laughs> nando's and everyone was laughing at it and i thought it was fucking disgusting man i just thought it just made me so viscerally sick seeing these people who, who owe their fucking lives their fucking careers to the labor movement like people like chris leslie the labor party has funded his life since he got out of university and there he is fucking grinning away with these fucking tory butchers man fuck you know i use that word a lot but that's what these people are they're fucking butchers man they've got fucking blood on their hands and there these former labor mps are sitting with them you know i wasn't joining in the jokes i you know i, I generally i can make jokes about any picture that mike gapes appears in i can make <laughs> i can make jokes about pictures that mike gapes isn't in with regards to how, 
how funny it would be if Mike Gapes was in them. But I wasn't laughing, man, because it makes me sick. I think fundamentally it is a betrayal of the people they're supposed to represent. And, you know, it's vile. Like, even even David fucking Owen, David Owen, who, as Tony Benn said, was given a peership by John Major as a result of his services to the Conservative Party, and he damn well earned it. Even David fucking Owen says, oh, I'm, you know, it's a bit worrying that the independent group have got Anna Subri with them, who's a proper Cameronite Tory with all the hard edges that entails. You know what those hard edges are? That's thousands of disabled people dying after being declared fit yeah. for work. Here, so- here. So yeah, they're fucking vile. And this is, I think, the final thing I have to say. But a special mention goes out to Hannah Jane Parkinson's awful article in The Guardian, which I think was widely considered on Twitter by just about everyone to be the worst thing they'd ever read, chortling away at the picture of all these bastards in Nando's. And all she's got to say about Mike Gapes is that Mike Gapes looks thrilled. Okay, let's let's put aside how viscerally disgusting I find it, all these people having a fucking jolly together, sitting around together, joking about how they've tried their best to make sure the Tories stay in power forever. Yeah. All she's got to say about Mike Gapes is that he looks happy. After all the fucking work we've put in, creating a whole Mike Gapes cosmos, a whole mythos around <laughs> this man. And all she's got to say is, oh, he's smiling away, he looks happy. Is he not even, why is he smiling away? Is there a big load of milk in front of him? You'd never know. <laughs> they, 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 they don't even link to the Milk Gapes video. And they could just, that's all I ask when Gapes' name pops up. They have a little hyperlink, like our friend Josie did in her article in New Socialist, to Milk Gapes. That is all I'm asking. And all they even got is Mike Gapes permanently energised, smiling and beaming. Fuck off. Incidentally, the indie group keep leaving Gapes out of their photo shoots, which I think is is, is sad. Really. <laughs> it's um, easily their most relatable brand. Image, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's absolutely wild that they think that Anna Subri touring TV studios going on about how great George Osborne and austerity are is more of a winning media strategy than Gapes chuntering on about milk and cherry cakes. Yeah. <laughs> God. In fact, the only mention of milk in this Hannah Jane Parkinson article in The Guardian comes when referring to Chukaramuna's expression when Barry Gardner touched him on the arm and <laughs> looks like he just smelt sour milk or something. I think, fair enough if Chuka doesn't like people touching him. I thought it was a bit weird of Barry Gardner. On the other hand, I thought it was really funny how Diane Abbott immediately tweeted out the video of Chuka looking awkward like, ooh, Chuka doesn't like people touching him. <laughs> Diane Abbott being salty on Twitter is the best. But, yeah, let's move on now. All right. Darkness in this town that's got us too. But 
It's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. 